Hey, welcome into Pastor Doug Talks About. Today, we're going to be talking about broken relationships and hopefully not just broken relationships, hopefully maybe how to fix some or some advice on how to deal with broken relationships. But first of all, I want to welcome Pastor Doug. So Pastor Doug, thanks for joining me today. You're welcome. It's a thrill to be here as yeah. always. I am really excited about the chance to talk about relationships. Yeah. And we're doing so in our new studio, which I'm excited about. So there's not much in the studio yet, but we are we're, we're making progress. I yeah. feel so official now. And once we got over a million listeners, then we were able to afford this new studio. Yeah, so the it's new studio exciting. is just my office, so yeah. we, we didn't we didn't make any payments on anything. But it, it's you know it's it's a step in the right direction. But it's uh, it's good to have you here. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, like I said, today we're going to be talking about broken relationships because honestly, one of the main things I hear you say, whether it's from the pulpit or in conversation with you or in taking advice from you, is that ministry is all about relationships. So we all know either people, mostly all of us can say we have some relationships that may not be where we want them to be or a relationship that may be broken or many relationships that may be broken. So I feel like this can pertain to you or a friend maybe, and it pretty much, it has some meaning for everybody. But because of our focus is on relationships and ministry, I want to talk to you today about how to deal with those broken relationships. So do you have any strategies when when someone comes to you and says, hey, this relationship I have, I want to fix it. I don't know how. Like, how do you approach that question when someone comes at you like that? Well, first, let me just say that I often say in the context of ministry that all ministry is about relationships, but the truth of the matter is life's all about relationships, and God created us for relationships. We have a relationship with God that is the central, most important relationship in our lives. Not everyone is uh, focusing on that relationship, but it doesn't mean it's not the most important relationship in your life. And then on top of that, He gives us relationships with other people, and we're supposed to take those very seriously as well. So not every relationship is the same. Not every relationship should have the same amount of focus or importance to us. There are very casual relationships, but then there are very, very important relationships, say, to your spouse or your parents or uh, somebody that you work with or, or people that are very close to you. And unfortunately, because we're all humans, sometimes those relationships get strained and sometimes they get strained to the breaking point. And a lot of what I do in ministry has to do with helping people work through the fact that our relationships don't always go the way that they ought to. Yeah, well, let me ask you first then, this might help us a little bit, but do all relationships even need to be fixed as we might want them to be? Like, is that even the case where you every relationship you're in needs to be a positive one, let's say? Yeah, that's a great question because I, I preached on this recently and, and talked about some biblical principles of the need to restore relationships. And one of the most common questions I got afterwards was, well, wait about, what about this situation? Is this something I even need to try to restore? And the answer to that question is no, not all relationships ought to be restored. Not all relationships need to be in place. And I think we can get into that a little bit deeper later on in our conversation. But the truth of the matter is that there are certain relationships that are there. For instance, your parents are your parents. 
And you can have a broken relationship with your parents or you can have a healthy relationship, but you cannot have no relationship with your parents just because you're not speaking to them or they're not speaking to you or you don't live together or something doesn't mean there's not a relationship that's there. And so even with a former spouse, we have some kind of relationship. I think of all the people who um, are unfortunately divorced and have children. They're co-parenting with someone they're not married to, someone that they have some hurt from. How do you deal with that sort of thing? So not all relationships need to be fixed. That 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 person that you dated in high school and it didn't end well, but that was 20 years ago and you don't need to go find that person and figure out how do we restore this relationship. There's some relationships that don't need to be in your life. Uh, but even when those relationships are at issue, sometimes there's scar tissue in your life. Sometimes there's open wounds in your life. Sometimes there are things you haven't dealt with and there's bitterness that exists. So it's not necessarily that we need to bring that relationship back to the forefront of our lives, but we do still sometimes need to deal with the bitterness or the lack of forgiveness, or sometimes it's it's we who need to seek forgiveness from somebody and that makes sense. You know, we all make mistakes. We all get into a position where whether we want to admit it or not, we should probably be asking for forgiveness. That makes sense. And, you know, it doesn't take many scripture readings to realize you need to forgive people and you need to ask for forgiveness. But what about those relationships that a lot of us have where it might be a parent or it might just be someone you care about, a friend, you know, coworker, someone that you can't just say, okay, well, that relationship's done, but it's broken. And you feel like they're not willing to fix it. How do you approach that kind of relationship mending? Well, the scripture actually addresses that directly. In in Romans, I want to say it's chapter 14. In Romans 14, it talks about the fact that in as much as it depends upon you, be at peace with all men. And the implication there is that sometimes there's nothing you can do about it. You can reach out to someone if they refuse to take your calls, if they refuse to talk to you, if they refuse to listen to you, or even if they let you um, talk with them, but they refuse to uh, restore the relationship. There's not a lot you can do about that. But I think you can still be at peace yourself because you have done what you can, uh, what was appropriate, what was necessary to um, to own your part of what went wrong in the relationship. But, you know, everybody has a free will. We can't force anybody to want to be in relationship with us. We can't force anybody to try to fix their relationship with us. So we want to we want to be able to look God in the eye and say, I did what I could. I, I didn't hide behind my excuses. I didn't let my hurt turn into bitterness. I dealt with this as best I could, but that person just refuses to be in a relationship with me or refuses to to work on the relationship to the point of making it healthy. And that brings up the question of, at some point, are there boundaries I need to put up? Yeah. You know, in a case where I'm coming to you asking for forgiveness, because I know I did something wrong, let's say, and you're just not willing to forgive me, then where where is my responsibility at that point? How do I honor God in whether it's, cutting off that relationship? Is it then I set a boundary there? Or is it like, well, no, I did the wrong thing, or they have a point, I see why they're mad at me, and I understand why they don't forgive me, even though I'm genuine. Like, where do we then, 
where do you be okay with where you're at with that? Because that's a hard thing. It's hard to just say, oh, well, I tried and genuinely feel like you're not still like guilty or there's something being held over your head. You know, what's the appropriate action at that point from us? Well, forgiveness is interesting in the fact that it can only be granted. It cannot be earned. So it doesn't matter how much I do to get you to forgive me. If you don't grant forgiveness, then that forgiveness is not given. But we often think of it the wrong way. We we think that the person who needs to do the forgiving is giving me something when they forgive. That's not the case. When I'm holding animosity and bitterness in my heart, I am keeping myself in a cage. It doesn't have anything to do, it doesn't necessarily impact the other person at all, right? So on my part, if I'm the one who needs forgiveness, I really, it's not that I need forgiveness from that person, it's that that person needs to forgive. And if that person refuses to do that, that becomes something that's between them and God. All I can do is sort of grease the wheels, so to speak, so that the, that make it easier. But in the end, I have been pleasing to God by trying to um, own up to this, take responsibility, make amends where necessary, and all of that kind of stuff. And if a person refuses to forgive, then I have to be willing to live with that because that might mean that 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 relationship cannot be central in my life anymore. And if that's what happens, I can't force another person to do anything about that, but I have to be able to live at peace myself with it. Yeah. So I guess, is there a place then there where you have to just decide to move on in a sense, or like, how do you determine that? Because that can be hard too. Like I, you know, if you have a friend who you feel like is angry at you and you feel like maybe you didn't even do anything wrong and they're just misunderstanding or whatever the case may be, if you did do something wrong and they're mad at you and you're asking for forgiveness, they're not doing it. You want to repair a relationship, they're not doing it. Is there just like, oh, it's probably good advice to just move on then? Like that's a person who's unwilling and let them deal with it? Or is there stuff you can still do to try and I don't want to say win them over, but that's how we feel sometimes. It's like, I want to still win them over because that relationship's important to me. I don't want to give up on that, right? Like, What's the right move there? Do you give up on it? Is that is that sometimes the right thing to do? Well, there are a couple of angles I can take on that. Uh, one is that, again, I am actually responsible to God for the way I deal with my relationships. Mm-hmm. So I want to be able to handle whatever is my part of this in the way that most honors God. And often the outcome of that is not what I would like it to be. But God doesn't hold us accountable for outcomes. He holds us accountable for faithfulness. The scripture says, it's required of a steward that one be found faithful. The outcome is not the measuring stick of success. So I'm living to be pleasing to God. And if I know that the thing that God's put on my heart to do is to go to this person and try to restore this relationship or to forgive this person, I need to do that because that's a me and God thing. And as we saw in the in the scripture in Matthew chapter 5, he says if if there's a break in a relationship between you and a brother or sister, it interrupts your worship. Mm-hmm. It interrupts your witness. It interrupts all these things that are so important. So we have to do what we can in those situations. But think of it this way. We all we've all heard about like 
an ex-boyfriend or an ex-girlfriend that becomes a stalker because somebody wants to break up and the other one just won't have it. And and that's actually criminal activity, right? Yeah. And, and so it, it illustrates the fact that I can't keep that person from doing whatever it is they're going to do. All I can do is, on my part, handle that as well as possible and certainly never become that stalker. Like I have to respect other people's right to make a decision about whether they want to be in a relationship with me or whether they want to fix that relationship with me. However, there again, there are some relationships that exist, and the question is not whether or not they exist but how healthy are they? And so again, it, you might be, you might have an uh, an ex spouse who you're who you're the parent uh, co-parenting a child with. That person's never going to be out of your life, and and so that relationship is going to exist. The question is, how healthy is it going to be? Are you going to keep pouring vitriol into that relationship? Is bitterness going to rule the way that relationship runs? How are you going to respond if the other person lets bitterness run their side of the relationship? And there are definitely times when we have to put up boundaries and we have to say, listen, uh, it is not appropriate for me to be abused. It is not appropriate for me to be stalked. It is not appropriate for me to be mistreated. And at some point, uh, whether it goes so far as I've got to get a restraining order or if it's more the kind of thing that says, yeah, I'm not necessarily going to take this person's calls. I'll listen to the message and decide if I want to get back to them or those kind of things. We have to take those things into account and just make wise decisions. One of the things I would suggest, though, is get some counsel on those things because we can't really trust ourselves to make wise decisions when our heart is involved like that. And sometimes our own hurt will keep us from doing the thing that we ought to do. And we got to remember, we don't exist for ourselves. We exist to be pleasing to God. We belong to God. You know, you mentioned boundaries and it's appropriate to set boundaries, which I completely agree with, but it is hard sometimes to determine, am I setting a boundary just because I don't want to deal with someone or am I setting a boundary because it's healthy for me? And then what's the balance there? Is there, you know, sometimes you could set boundaries and not be gracious to people. So how do you determine that a boundary is a safe boundary for you and for the other person? Yeah. Boundaries are very, very important, and I think as Christians, sometimes we miss this. Uh, we get that, you know, Jesus said, talked about turning the other cheek, and we think, oh, I guess people can treat me any way they want, and I just have to live with it because that's all there is to it. But but when you look at the whole counsel of Scripture, it's very clear that it is appropriate to have boundaries, that I have value and, and I should not be abused, I should not be mistreated, and I have a not just a right, but a responsibility to hold some boundaries. If you are going to continue to uh, be abusive, if you are going to continue to put myself or others in danger through this relationship and those kinds of things, we put up boundaries. And, and we absolutely should, even to the point where sometimes we have to get the law involved. Yeah. However, the thing I think we, do, we need to do is watch our hearts. Because when I've been hurt... It's really easy for me to go, well, I've had enough of this, and so I'm going to not let you have any any access to my life anymore, Mm -hmm. when the truth is I'm just unwilling to forgive. And and when I talked earlier about how forgiveness uh, can't be earned, it has to be granted, the other side of that coin is, therefore, if I'm the one who, who has been wronged, 
I have a responsibility to grant forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And you you would think off the top of your head that that should be optional. That should be something I should uh, either want to do or not want to do. And if I feel like forgiving, then I'll forgive. But when you read the scripture, we're commanded over and over again to forgive. Yeah. I'll tell you firsthand, it's so much easier to forgive someone when you realize it's not about, okay, well, once I feel like I've moved on and forgiven. That's how we approach sometimes. It's like, well, I'm not ready to forgive yet. You know, I don't feel like I've healed yet. I don't feel like they've done enough yet to earn that trust back. It's like, okay, that's what you're saying with boundaries. You don't need to trust them fully to that extent. They broke that trust. That means you probably shouldn't trust them, but it doesn't mean you shouldn't forgive them. So when we learn about forgiveness biblically and about always forgive. You know, it's never the wrong option to forgive, but forgiveness doesn't always look the same. So I like the, what you're talking about with boundaries, because sometimes boundaries are necessary in order for relationships to heal and for you to move forward to and not be abused. And one of the things that I always encourage when I'm talking about boundaries with people and safe boundaries is make sure you're not closing off like the love aspect of how you're treating the other person, right? So if you're like, man, this person, They were so heavily involved in my life. They've betrayed me so much. I keep giving them chances and they keep betraying me. That's some signs. Some wisdom says, take a step back. Don't be as involved probably with that person on a day-to-day thing. But that doesn't mean you stop loving them. That doesn't mean when they come to you with maybe a question or in need of help, you just say, well, no, I'm setting my boundaries up. It might sometimes mean that depending on the situation. But I think sometimes we just make that determination that either we keep trying to forgive and move forward with someone or nope, they've, they've broken it too much. Now I'm setting up the boundaries and they no longer have any access. It's like, no, they should always have access to your love for them. It just love might look different depending on the situation. Yeah. I said earlier that, that forgiveness uh, cannot be earned. It can only be granted. Trust is the exact opposite side of that coin. Trust cannot be granted. It can only be earned. I can't will myself to trust you when I consider you untrustworthy. And if our background together tells me that I should not trust you, I can't turn my mind off and say, I'm just going to trust you anyway. Actually, the the sense of trusting someone is something that only happens when you watch their track record. And so oftentimes, I can forgive someone, I can grant that forgiveness, while still realizing they haven't earned trust. And therefore, I keep them at a safe distance. I don't allow them to have... And let's just say, God forbid, that you're a parent and somebody abused your child. Now, they apologized and you forgave. Even if they didn't apologize, you forgave. Even if they came to Christ after that and their life is completely changed. Are, are you going to invite that person to babysit your child again? Mm. Of course not. That would be abusive on your part. Yeah, to your child. So, that's right. So we have to realize that just because I forgive doesn't mean that I trust. Now, I should be open to the fact that trust could be rebuilt, mm-hmm. that that person can earn trust. I have counseled many, many couples where someone in the marriage has been unfaithful, and now that's come to the head, and now they're in counseling trying to deal with it. And the person who did the cheating often runs into this difficulty where they're like, my goodness, it's been two years and still she questions me. 
And I say, yeah, that's exactly right. I don't know how long it's going to take, but when trust is broken, it has to be re-earned. And so don't do this thing where, hey, I used to call and say I'm working late when I was actually having an affair, and now when I'm working late and she raises an eyebrow, I get upset about it. Because the truth of the matter is, even if she tried or he tried, whoever's the offended party, they can't just decide to trust, but they can they can grant forgiveness and they can work on rebuilding the trust with you. And that's Mm -hmm. something we have to do together. And if the other person is not willing to do that, then it's perfectly appropriate to go, okay, this person has to be at a distance. And I think that's exactly what God would expect of us. So going back a little bit to a relationship that may just feel broken, like you've tried, you feel like you've done everything in your power everything biblically, you're doing the right things and they still don't want anything to do with you. And that's, you respect that, right? Like we talked about, but what can you do at that point? What do you, what would you advise someone who's like, man, I just want this friendship to be back to where it was. I feel like there's miscommunication. I've tried communicating. They're still not understanding. Like, are there some, some practical things that you would give advice for how to handle that? I know every situation is different, so it might be a little more, less specific, but Two things come to mind immediately. Number one, let's not underestimate the power of prayer. I need to be somebody who prays. When things are beyond my control in any area of life, I should be praying to the one who actually does have some control. And God is amazingly powerful, and he can change someone's heart. So when I've done what I can, I should also be praying. And and maybe months or years can go by, and that person doesn't give me access to them, I can still be praying. I can pray for that person, for their well-being, and I can pray for a restoration of the relationship. It may or may not happen, but that's one of the things that I can do and should do is keep praying. And it's interesting how when you're praying for someone sincerely, it's very difficult to continue to be bitter toward that Mm. person. So number one is I would say pray. Another very practical thing I would say is sometimes I encourage people, go ahead and write a letter. Every time you get into this conversation with this hurtful, uh, with this person about this hurtful thing, it always blows up and it becomes a yelling match and, and it gets worse. Sometimes it's helpful to very prayerfully and very carefully sit down and write a letter to that person saying, uh, I mean, an actual letter, not even an email, no, like text, uh-huh. write a letter and 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 send it, mail it to them or hand it to them or whatever that, that just says at the beginning, hey, I really care about you and I know that our relationship has been broken, but let me share my heart with you and be genuinely humble. And oftentimes that person will just need to process it in a in a sense in which we're not yelling at each other. Mm-hmm. And and they don't take offense nearly as much, especially if you're owning your part of it and being humble about it. And just let them know, I care about you. I'd really like for our relationship to be restored. I'm willing to to take whatever time that it takes to do that. But Make no mistake, I still care about you. I would still like us to have a healthy relationship, and I'm willing to work on that if you are. When you've done those kinds of things, there's not always a lot more that you can do, except that in those cases where, say, it's a a relative or someone that you're going to see at family gatherings or things like that, that you're going to see from time to time is pray about it before you see them. 
And then do not throw gasoline on the fire. There is an appropriate time to deal with things and an inappropriate time. You don't go to your niece's wedding and then start an argument at the reception, right? You you realize people need their space. I'm going to respect that and honor that. But somehow, some way, they simply need to know, I still care about you, I'm still praying for you, and I would like to work on this relationship. As long as they know that and it's been clearly communicated, then beyond that, uh, you have to leave it in God's hands and just let it be about prayer. Yeah, you know, a few years back, I actually got a, I think it was an Instagram message from an old friend um, who I used to be close with. And it felt to me like, I just kind of never worked out um, our relationship going any further or anything. And it's okay, whatever, move on with your life. And I got this message six years after the last time I had saw them and they had just mentioned, hey, I've just been in prayer lately, and I th- thought I wanted to reach out to you because I just want to let you know, um, I feel like I mistreated you a bit when we were friends, and um, I just want to let you know you're great. It was nothing you did. This was a me thing, you know, and, and I'm sorry if if I left any, you know, thing on your plate that really resided in you. And I was just like, man, it wasn't, I had no bitterness towards them or anything, um, but man, it was impactful to me, and it was and it was something that then helped me heal a relationship that I didn't even really know needed healing, mm-hmm. but just really helped me move forward and and encourage me to to do some of what you're saying. That kind of thing where you really in humility approaching other people and just saying, "Hey, you may not be thinking this at all, but like just so you know, I love you, <laughs> and the things that may be getting in the way of us, I don't feel like we're in the same place, but I have noticed that and just so you know, I care about you. And, you know, like that stuff makes a difference. So I've been encouraged by that. And I think that's really good advice. For that's me. a good example. And and I would just encourage you in those situations, there's something in us that always wants to go, let me tell you my side of the story. Yeah. Let, me t- let me tell you well, how no, it- None of us want to be the bad guy. Yeah. yeah. And, and there's just usually- very little reason to do that except for selfish motives. So being able to just say, listen, uh, if you ever want to talk about this in more detail, I will be happy. But um, just to understand that I still care about you and I'm genuinely sorry for hurting you. And um, and sometimes you might need to say, and I forgive you for any way that I've been hurt. Yeah. But really the forgiveness thing is not always something that has to be expressed so much as it is a thing that I do between me and God. Mm-hmm. And and uh, again, to quote Corey Tenboom, she said that when we forgive, we let someone out of prison only to find out that the person in prison was us. And uh, I, I think she's hit the nail exactly on the head there. Bitterness keeps me imprisoned. It doesn't have any impact on the person that the person I'm mad at. Have no idea. Exactly. But it, meanwhile, I've got a bleeding ulcer and I can't sleep at night and I'm cynical in my future relationships. Bitterness only hurts the person who's bitter. So any last words of advice to someone who may be hurting from a broken relationship that you don't feel like you've expressed as, as far as advice goes in this? I would just say, uh, remember that the healing actually comes from God. So we have to go to him. Mm. And if you're listening to this and you're you don't have a close relationship with God or maybe you don't have any relationship with God at all, let's remember God sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for us when we were the guilty ones. Mm. 
and he sets this example for us, and he reaches out to you in your pain, and he wants to bring healing to you. And that really comes through your relationship with God. So I say, keep pressing into God. Wherever you're at in that journey and your relationship with God, if you've never come to know Christ as your Savior, I would encourage you to look into that and take Jesus seriously. If you are a Christian, but you're still hurting, I would encourage you to go, hey, maybe the healing doesn't come from getting this person to like me again. Maybe the healing comes from me being uh, close to the Lord and letting him uh, put put a spiritual salve on the wound, so to speak. That, that healing only comes through him. So I would just encourage people, uh, sometimes the the answer is not in the person that I have a broken relationship with. Sometimes the answer is in me drawing closer to God and just walking in obedience with Him. Amen. Well, thank you so much for your words of advice on broken relationships and hopefully how we can start thinking about how to repair some of those or how to set boundaries. All that stuff is very practical and hopefully it'll help you out some. We're hoping this is a blessing to you. And so I'll just wrap up today with what I say at the end of every podcast Um, Stay away from the chunky milk. You're going to regret that later. So we'll see you next time.